Hi, if you're floating on a rock in space, pretty cool, huh? Some of it's water. Fuck it. Actually, most of it's water. I can't even get here from there without buying a boat. It's sad. I'm sad. I miss you. How did this happen? A long time ago, actually never, and now also nothing is nowhere. When? Never. Makes sense, right? Like I said, it didn't happen. Nothing was ever in anywhere, and that's why it's been everywhere. It's been so everywhere that you don't need a where. You don't even need a when. It's just how everything gets it. Forget this. I want to be something. Go somewhere. Do something. I want to do things. Change. I want to invent time and space, and I know it's possible because everything is here, and it probably already happened. I just don't know when to start and exactly where it started. Oh, I paused it. I think there's a universe now. What's it made of? Quarks and stuff. Ah, that's the thing. In a place, don't like it? Try a new place at a different time. Try to stick it together because the world is going to get bigger and emptier, and it's because it's not empty yet. It's still very full about to Gazillion degrees. Great news. The quarks are now happily married in groups of three called proton or neutron. There's something else floating around too. It wants to join in, but it can't because it's still too... Oh, okay. Hot. Great news. The protons and neutrons are now happily married to each other. Some of them even doubled up. Great news. The electrons have now joined in. Congratulations. The world is now a bunch of gas in space, but it gets closer together. 10 million years pass, and it's getting closer together. 500 million years pass, and it's getting closer together. Explosion occurs. It's a star. (laughs) New shit just got made. Some stars burn out and die. Bigger stars burn out and die with passion and make some brand new, way crazier shit. Space dust which allows newer and more interesting stars to be made and then die and then explode into even crazier space dust. So now stars have cool stuff around them like rocks and ice and funny clouds which can make it into very interesting things like a ball of flaming rocks, for example. Holy shit, we just got hit with another ball of flaming rocks and it looks like I made a mess, which is now the moon. <laughs> the year is now negative 400 trillion. Weather update, it's still raining rocks from outer space. Weather update, these rocks might have had water inside them, and now there's a hot steam in the sky. Weather update. Cooler temperatures today. The floor is no longer lava. Weather update. It's raining. Now you're right here. There's a sphere... What? A flooding alert. And the entire world is now an ocean. Volcano alert. That's land. <laughs> <laughs> there's life in the ocean. What? Something's alive in the ocean. Oh, cool. Like a plant or an animal? No, it's a microscopic speck. It lives at the bottom of the ocean and eats chemical soup, which is being served hot and fresh and made from gnarly space ingredients left over from when it was raining rocks or whatever. The cell divides. Oh, yeah, it can do that. The cell divides many, many more times. It has secret instructions written inside itself to how to build another one of itself. That's pretty nifty, I would say. Trying to live at the bottom of the ocean. Now you can eat sunlight. The year is now negative three trillion. Using revolutionary technique, you can convert sunlight into food. Taste the sun. Side effect, there's now oxygen everywhere and the sky is blue. The earth might have been a snowball for a while, maybe even a couple times. Negative 500 billion. It's a sponge. It's a plant. It's a worm. It's some other types of weird, strange water bugs and strange fish and shit. It's a Cambrian explosion. Wow, that's animals and stuff. But still in the ocean? Hey, can we go to land? Land? No. Why? The sun is deadly laser. Oh, okay. Not anymore. There's a blanket. Now the animals can go on land. Come on, animals. Let's go to land. Nope. Can't walk yet. There's no food that yet, so I don't care. 100 million years pass. Okay. <laughs> Will you learn to walk if there's plants up here? Maybe. <laughs> Said some bugs and fish. The year is now negative 380 billion. Fish grunts because it's struggling to get on land it has no legs five million years past the year is now negative 375 million 
fish now has legs and it has evolved into an amphibian. Okay, so I can go on land, but I have to go back to water. Have babies. Learn. Learn to use an egg. I was already doing that. Use a stronger egg. Put water in it. Have a baby. On land. In an egg. Water is an egg. Baby in the egg. In water. In the egg. The year is negative 312 million. Works for me. Bye bye ocean. 50 million years past. Now everything is huge, including bugs. Want to see a map of the land? Sure. The year is negative 252 million. The globe is presented. A camera starts to pan around it, and with a large explosion happens, destroying a landmass in the middle of the globe the size of a continent. Text pops up on the screen reading Permian Extinction. Permian Extinction has occurred. Oh, fuck. Now everything is dead. Just kidding. Here are the survivors. Keep your eyes on this one. 75 million years pass because it's about to become the dinosaurs. Here's a map of the land. That's how the dinosaurs are made. <laughs> Take that, creationists. That sounded like a John Elway press conference. Oh. Oh. I brought you a water, Corey. Thanks, I have one. I brought you one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Football During Sick. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, because Justin's sick. I'm I'm one of your hosts, the Juzby. Today, I'm joined by... One take, Jake. Yeah. (laughs) Professional sports broadcaster Nate Kuyper. Oh, I thought um, I thought one take Jake was you. No, one take Jake's me because I did that all in one take. Right. All right. Yeah. yeah cool. Then I'm, I'm I'm Nate Kuyper. Then. Yeah. And number one Chiefs fan Matt Dustman. Resident Reddit Hi. surfer. Yeah. Sometimes I do that. He's like a investigative me, journalist. That's right. Name me a famous surfer. Oh God, I don't. John Elway. John Elway. Yeah, Matt. Matt is. If anybody can look up the most successful surfer in history, that is Matt of Reddit Surfing. I don't know about that, but I'll take it. So there you go. I'll take it. I don't know about that, but I'll take it. It's probably that kid from that Disney movie. Johnny Tsunami? Yeah. Johnny Tsunami! (laughs) There you go, yeah. There you go. You're our Johnny Tsunami. That's so good. It's great. Matt Johnny Tsunami Dustman. I don't know. I'll I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to because we're we're applying it. John Tsunami. I'm a Disney Channel original movie, baby. Yes, you are, baby. <laughs> Jonathan Tsunamison. <laughs> That's a football name. Today we are going to cover some around-the-world NFL news, uh, new update to Hill Watch 2019, and we are going to predict the AFC North. No, we're not. Make Kuiper really sad. No, we're not. You going to leave the room? We're going to skip that. Nope. No, I can't skip it. Gotta we're we're going to skip that part. Okay, I'm sick, so I'm going to stop talking. Uh, Matt, go ahead, and uh, he'll watch us up. Okay. About two days after we recorded last week, <laughs> this... <laughs> just keep happening it's so weird <laughs> the the nfl came out and was like yo tyreek we finna not suspend you <laughs> so when i was saying before like some of the speculation was like four games to two games it went to no games and he's reporting to training camp with the rest of the team now they deemed that there was enough evidence whatever that Tyreek gets to play a full season. Needless to say, many Patriots and Cowboys fans were not happy about this. <laughs> they took to the streets. And the streets? <laughs> the streets. And they let their voices be heard. And Tom Brady had nothing against him when he destroyed that cell phone and he got four games. 
the person admitted they were lying and Ezekiel Elliott got four games and 28 well 32 minus 2 would be 30 minus the Chiefs 29 other teams in the NFL laughed at them and then the Seahawks woke up a couple days ago <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Jaron Reed. Jaron Reed gets a six-game suspension for personal conduct about an allegation from two years ago that didn't go to trial, has no videotape, has no recorded phone conversations. But Goodell is like... I thought it was from when he jumped into the stands at Jacksonville to try to fight a fan. No, someone said it was something else. It is something else. And that might then they might have just bundled those things together. I'm not exactly. I think they sure. were. They might have bundled them together because like people were getting mad and trying to like. Didn't you just not suspend Tyreek? What the fuck are you doing? <sighs> so now 28 teams are laughing. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, it's just some craziness. I wish we would have had a fantasy draft like in June or something, where. Somebody could have drafted Tyree Kill in like the seventh round, and then just yeah. got the steal of the life of the. Draft. Oh, got the steal of the a steal of a lifetime. Yeah. There's no way he'd have lasted that long. So now he'd still go in like the third. So, needless no. to say, the NFL has once again handled the disciplinary situation beautifully. Oh wow! I think it's kind of funny because when I was going, I'm sorry, Matt. Was that the update? I kind of cut you Th- off. That's pretty much what's going on now. You just have a bunch of memes all over the place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tyreek returned to Twitter and has been tweeting with teammates. He's got, like, multiple teammates that have been tweeting and joking with him back and forth again. So it looks like a lot of those, quote-unquote, maybe locker room issues aren't even going to be locker room issues. Now the Chiefs are sort of contenders, unless you read the USA Today. (laughs) I favorited that tweet. Mm. What happened USA Today? Fill me in. The USA Today picked the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. They have an excellent roster, but it literally never happens. They've yeah, had the, the best roster in the NFL for like three <clears throat> years in a row. They and haven't had the best roster in the NFL last they year. They've had them. a good roster. Yeah. They, they, they've had like Super Bowl caliber rosters for years, and every single time, they miss it. Every single time. They go to, uh, they have a playoff series where they play in Baltimore and win a really good game and then decide to, instead of staying in Maryland because your next game a week from now is in. Uh, Massachusetts to fly all the way back to California and then all the way back to the East Coast to play another game as opposed to just staying on the East Coast, you know, so your players aren't exhausted from travel, you know, it's kind of what the Chargers do. What I was going to say, it was funny because like, why is the Super Bowl always like East Coast? Wasn't it literally just in Atlanta? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why is it always East Coast? Yeah. Two years ago, it was in Minnesota. That's like Midwest. That's like yeah. That's that's closer to east. A little bit. Where is it this year? I was gonna say Tampa. It's not Tampa because that's where WrestleMania is. Right. I want to say it's in. Actually, don't know. I don't know where it is. I'll look it up real quick. Keep talking. No, but I was gonna say when I was going to school, there was a lot of TV regulations courses I had to take about laws and things like that that the FCC passed. Which the FCC, very similar to the NFL, like governs itself. Like the government doesn't step in and be like, hey, this is what you should do. It's in the Dolphin Stadium. In Miami. Okay. All right, yeah. Barack. <clears throat> so just slightly south of last year. Right. So um, a lot of that stuff with the FCC is like, oh, okay, so we ruled this in this year. 
So every other case that is similar to this one needs to be held to the standards of this one because we've already made that choice to maintain this thing that is pretty important in society known as consistency. What? The NFL has lacked any thread of... Like, if consistency are threads, the NFL is nude. (laughs) They have no rhyme or reason to suspend the people the length that they do. And then they then they become reactionary when people get upset. So, like, people were really mad that Ezekiel Elliott got suspended. So they were like, wow, okay, well, the next time this happens, we're not going to suspend him at all. Who, man? And then, uh, <laughs> and then the Tyreek thing pops up, which is way worse as far as scope yeah. as what could have possibly happened. And they're like, nah, you good. I mean, he Goodell rolled the rolled the D twenty of suspension, <laughs> <laughs> and Tyreek got a crit twenty. He rolled a nat twenty and confirmed <laughs> it with another twenty, and he's like, "Fuck, nothing I can do. My hands are tied." Um, is it? Uh, I saw something. I don't know if any of, if this would interest any of you three. <laughs> I think it was Damian Woody who tweeted about it. He was like, "The NFL should have a." A separate group handle discipline outside of the NFL. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, you could would, do that. Would, in would you be down? CBA. You think they should do that? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Take power away from Goodell. Every, every, all things like that should be handled independently. All forms of discipline and investigation. Yeah, you see, a lot of companies get away with this. It's not just the NFL, where you have like, oh, we'll investigate internally, Ooh, and nothing ever comes of that mm-hmm. because they're not gonna do anything to their own ass they're gonna they're gonna cover themselves as much as they can always because their intent is to make money and nothing else so if they're going to investigate themselves themselves they're not gonna do shit yeah it's always better to have an outside source looking in because you're getting at the outside perspective on everything well they're saying that the the investigation from like local police and stuff is that outside thing well yeah but the police aren't Handing out discipline. Right. You need somebody else to do that. Yeah. So the NFL basically creates their policy, which they're going to in the next CBA. When's the next CBA thing? Next year. Next year in the offseason? Yep. So, like, next offseason, they're going to draw up new collective bargaining stuff. And then we're not going to get a 2021 season. Correct, because they're going to hold out. Yep. And Man, we're going to have a rough podcast time next year. We're, we're going to have to change to something else. We're going to rebrand pivot. for a year. Yeah, pivot. Pivot. We gotta pivot. Or we'll just become an NBA podcast for one year. NBA in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning basketball. Uh, Not gonna get sued. <laughs> that's no. Good morning football is the show. Basket right. basketball before evening. BBE 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 pod. <laughs> Man, it doesn't roll off the tongue like fad pod B-B. does. BB <laughs> Basketball during morning BDM <laughs> Jesus Christ Wait No Basketball during Sunday morning No <laughs> No I'm upset Don't kink shame uh, We're all switches here <laughs> Speak for yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm absolutely not a switch But that's okay Um not that there's anything wrong with being a switch, but I am not a switch. <laughs> yes. Let's oh. just clarify. I'm going home. All, all, all that we got from this conversation is that Matt is totally a switch. <laughs> yes. There we go. See? Easy. So you guys are okay with if this if the NFL 
Players Association, NFLPA, and the NFL got together and was like, hey, discipline should be handled outside of the NFL. Oh, well, yeah. Yes. With, with a third party. To come back to the main point. Yeah. That, that's what I've wanted. I've, I've been wanting this. I want, I want so many outside sources to handle things in the NFL. Well, the backlash from that is going to be when players like Tyreek get suspended, players and Chiefs fans are going to come out and be like, these people don't even know... Like, they're not tied in with the NFL. They don't understand the culture. They shouldn't be the ones. Yeah, but they do that now with Goodell. I don't think Goodell understands the culture. No, I don't think he does either. And it's if too, anything, I don't... It's just too reactionary. It doesn't mean... When, when we say hiring an outside source, it doesn't mean you can't hire somebody who's not... Who, doesn't, who like, doesn't know the NFL or is, isn't in some way associated, but it isn't the NFL itself. No, no higher ups in the NFL should handle. That I kind don't of want an I don't want an employee of Goodell or Goodell handing out suspensions. Right. Okay. We're gonna have a Joe Schmo from the hot dog shop down the street. Yeah. Do no. it. Oh no, it doesn't have to be Joe Schmo. It could be like someone who's been involved in football a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like an like, ex-coach or like a like... separate agency. Yeah. Yeah. The refs. The, oh, re- the refs, the refs are fighting their own fight. They need, they, they're trying to get time and shit. Yeah, full time jobs. As they should. We, we talked about this in an earlier episode. We made our case. Corey made his case that it would help. It would help ex- exceptionally, as opposed to them just working that job for twenty weeks and then going off and doing other things. Right. For the rest of the year, on football, the right. entire year. So working on and studying the foot, the game of football, and picking up on the pace of it. Right. Which we've already seen that the NFL is willing to make it ass backwards for the referees. Like, oh man, our referees made a mistake. Let's give them more options to make a mistake. Which is what the new pass interference rule is. That's all it is. Just more ways for them to make a mistake. Where NBA is, the refs are like freeform thinking art liberals that go, well, you know, it's not a... James Harden didn't travel because he. it's the art of the game. <laughs> Which is a literal quote, verbatim quote, art of the game. It's okay because then the referees crack down on Harden in the playoffs and then he can't win. Yeah. That's what happens. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to let you do all that fancy stuff in the regular season when you're playing the Orlando Magic. I'm, but- s- I'm so upset that Russell Wilson's with Harden. Russell Westbrook. Wes- yes. We do that every time on this show. We do. <laughs> one, of a- one of us says the wrong name and then another one corrects it. What were you saying? Well, you ood. No, I was just like reading it, people, some people using the same like counterpoint you did. What happens if like, I, let's say like, God forbid, like you have this third party thing. <laughs> Is the sick gone? Are you not sick anymore? Did you just expel it? <laughs> it's gone, baby. Oh, no, see, it's still there. I tried to clear my throat for a second. It didn't work. It's, it, no, you cleared your ass, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just took a dookie on my chair. I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> just stewing that for the next hour. Anyway, anyway, God forbid that, like, you know, like, let's say Pat Mahomes does something, mm-hmm. and then, like, not even like a big something. Pat but, Mahomes gets caught with underinflated footballs. Yeah, yeah. Let's I say, thought you were going somewhere completely different with that. Yeah, let's just say underinflated footballs. Whatever. Jesus caught Christ. With, <laughs> caught with under. <laughs> oh god oh god oh fuck anyway what happens when they that third party agency then like suspends pat mahomes for the afc championship game or something 
Like right. the NFL doesn't want to give up that power to like hold off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why you hold. That's why they make it so that anything. I basically like. I guess the timing of the suspensions has to come when. I don't know. I mean, that would that that could potentially be a thing. Like if they get caught. I guess it's not if you get caught right away. Like if he got caught after the divisional round, right? They wouldn't be able to really do a thorough investigation. In, even if it was a third party, they wouldn't be able to do a thorough enough of an investigation within a week to hand down the punishment. Like kind of what happened with the Patriots, right? It happened in the AFC Championship game. Like there's no way that they're going to be able to get enough evidence together in two weeks to suspend Tom Brady for the Super Bowl. Mm. So like, it's kind of one of those situations where you just gotta hope it happens. This is gonna sound really weird, but you kind of ha- like if if disciplinary things like that come up, you kind of have to hope that when they happen, it takes longer than to figure it out, right? Because then you'd be like, okay, well, yeah, the Chiefs were caught with underinflated footballs. Let's suspend Pat Mahomes for the first four games of next year. Because th- by that point, they'll have the entire offseason to do to investigate it and to figure it out. And but Pat Mahomes de- will have all offseason to destroy his yeah. phone. <laughs> He's going to say that. He doesn't need to, de- to destroy it. He just needs to throw it. He could just probably get it into another state. <laughs> like I lost it, man. I, I can't find I it. I sneezed and it went 30 miles north. Speaking of, I saw this brought up on ESPN. And I thought, I was like, oh, this is a good topic to... Like, bring up on the show. So, two separate players are kind of talking about the same issue. And I wonder if you guys think they're different in any way. So, did you guys see Le'Veon Bell's Instagram video? No. Where I, It looked like he was in, like, a mall. And he was talking about how he's, like, sick of people saying that, that he can't do things in his free time that aren't football. Mm. That he needs to just be focusing... 24 hours of his day to football. Oh, is this a Taco Tuesday thing? He brings up Taco Tuesday with LeBron. And he's like, do you think Beyonce Noel's goes home and sings all day? He's like, no. Mm -hmm. He's like, you think LeBron goes home after like two like back-to-back road games and goes back to his house and plays basketball? No. He goes home and eats tacos. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's like, that. It's people want me to literally like do nothing but football. mm -hmm. And it's ridiculous. And he's like, here, and he also, and he kind of like makes light of it because he's like, all right, you know what? Because he's on an escalator. He's like, all right, guys, fine. You know what? And he gets like off the escalator and he starts jogging down the steps. He's like, this is what you want? Huh? You just want me to work out all the time. See this guy riding an escalator? Nope, not going to be like him. I'm going to run down these stairs. He kind of was like making a joke about it. That happens. And then GQ, this is the bigger one. GQ does the article with Odell. And Odell starts talking about how he felt disrespected by the Giants. Because the Giants came out and were like, oh, like, we love you. We would never trade you. Verbatim. Oh, yeah. That's exactly. Why would we give literally, you a raise and then trade you? Exactly. Why would we give you a raise and then trade you? And then they literally traded him. <laughs> and people are upset that Odell is upset at the Giants. That he, like, trashed them, basically. Is it different? Like, Le'Veon criticizing fans and people like, you need to do this and you need to focus on football. And then, like, Odell, like, saying, hey... The Giants suck. He literally says that in the article. Mm-hmm. He's like that they, they, they've sucked for six years and that the only reason they kept getting primetime games was because of him. He literally says that. That's yeah. part in the article. I, I partly agree with that. Partly I think it's because it's New York and they're the best quote unquote New York team. Mm-hmm. 
I am in agreement with both of the players thing. First, from Le'Veon's perspective, fans are fucking hypocrites because because he had the year off and did the money thing, and now all they want him to do is football. You have players that do not football things all the time, and fans love it. All right, so this is just like some stupid hypocritical fan bullshit. Okay. Uh, for Chiefs instance, you know, last week before training camp uh, on their Instagrams and whatnot, they had all these funny things of them on a boat uh, in the ocean or a lake or something doing fishing and like <laughs> throwing beers down each other's throats and partying, holding fish, throwing them back in the ocean and doing all this not football stuff. And everybody loved it. Like, oh, look at the camaraderie, look at the friends, people just look at them enjoying their off time before the season starts and all this stuff. And then... You have Le'Veon right there. You only need to care about football and everything, or or you, uh, the Packers, the Packers players in the basketball games enjoying other sports and doing other things on their time, and everybody celebrates it and turns it into a meme on Twitter. Right. It just yeah, but sports. Basically, the people who are criticizing other players, beer, sports. Right. It's because you beat it? those players are doing things. You can't. That they also like. So when, yeah, but like, what's Le'Veon doing that they don't like? Other having than, money, yeah, it's and, hypocritical <laughs> bullshit. And not sports and drinking. Yeah, well, again, hypocritical fucking yeah, fans can go fuck themselves. Right? They're, they are absolutely hypocrites. Like I 100% agree with you. It's stupid. This is a job. That's their job. Yeah, they love their job for the most part, and. They, they also they spend a lot more time than the casual person who works at their craft, but their job is also one of the most physically demanding, short shelf life, right. no free time during the season. Eat, sleep, live, and breathe this for set like six months of the year, mm-hmm. and then for six months you're free, kind but, of. <laughs> but you still have to, you know, be able to do your job in six months. Right. 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 So there's a lot of. Well, so yeah, a lot of these players spend a lot of time keeping themselves in shape too. When they have free time, it's they need to use it wisely, doing what they want to do. People, they can do whatever the fuck they want to do. If you look at like any players' twitters, they talk about just offhandedly like I had to get up at four thirty this morning to go work out, you know, and to be able to do all my press stuff, to do my charity work, and to do just have a life. You have to get up at like four in the morning to be able to go and d- get your workout in. Mm, yeah, and then. That's the thing. They they don't get much time to themselves, and when they have it, they should enjoy it. And then for Odell, it's nice to see him finally come out and lambast the Giants because it's been Baker these last couple times is like been sort of sort of speaking through or for Odell and people in the media are like you can't do that you can't say those things about the Giants fans or the Giants organizations about Odell you you don't know exactly what went on when exactly the whole time all it did was show that Baker knew Odell better than anyone else did because Odell comes out and says yeah fuck him <laughs> so like it's right. I think it shows the camaraderie between Baker and or, Odell even or, more. Or and at least Odell's, or how blatantly obvious it must have been when Odell got there. Like, And that's what people, that's basically what he's saying. He's like, I didn't, he's like, I was upset yeah. that they lied to me. It's like, so understandably Like, upset. he can say, like, yeah, they sucked, but at the same time, like, 
that was my team. Like that was still like where I was. That's who drafted me. That's who took the chance on me. That's who signed me to a whole. That's who made so me a millionaire. It feels like a stab in the back. And exactly. You tie it to a news story that came out like 40 minutes ago, and you see Alan Hearns getting cut by the Cowboys. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two days. Alan Hearns quoted uh, from uh, less than two days before training camp. They asked him to take a pay cut. They they had all off season. You know, the last six months to ask him to take a pay cut to rework a contract or anything. You're less than two days from training camp and they just approach him out of nowhere like, hey, can you take a pay cut? Nah, fam. All right. You're cut. These organizations that like sometimes treat their players like shit when the players want to like the organization, they want to play for that organization. They have a emotional attachment and then this knife in the back happens. It's too. It's tough because you want to balance the idea of... Because I'm very much of like this. Like, it's a business. I get that. Right. Like, it's a business. And when you're a player, you need to kind of understand... At some point, this team's going to have to look out for itself and for its better interest. Right. But you also what I think players business want, ethics. Business ethics. What I think players want is for teams to just be honest. Exactly. Like, like if you're going to cut me, if you're going to trade me, just tell me. That's fine. As I think players, at, when they get to the point where, like, when Ode- where, where where Odell is at, Odell's maturity on the field can be in question. But I don't think you can question his maturity off of it because yeah. he take because he never gets in trouble. Right, right. Take, so you right. see this a lot, like like Colin Cowherd when he said he talked to Odell over the phone. He said he was a very very mature, very respectful. Or when well, Chris was, Carter's worked out with Odell. Before. Yeah, well, I was right. gonna, I was actually going to bring up Cowherd because he defended Odell because. People forget that prior to Odell getting traded, Cowherd came out on his show. Was like, I talked to Odell. We, I was out skiing and I found and I talked to him, mm-hmm. and we actually discussed him being traded openly. So it's not like Odell didn't know, right? That you know, Chris Carter said the same thing. Chris Car- Chris Carter would talk to Odell. I was like, he's like, dude, they don't want me. Like they're trying to get rid of me. Cowherd kind of defends Odell, and he was like, can you imagine? He's like, it's not like a normal couple divorce. Where it's good for two years, then it's bad for two years, and then you eventually you both decide. It's literally on the phone. Hey, I love you. I want a divorce. Right after that. Mm-hmm. Like the Giants went to the media and said, why would we give him the raise and then trade him and then traded him? Yep. After he got hurt. He signed the deal, got hurt last year. They had a terrible season and then got rid of him. Yep. No shit, but Odell's going to be upset. Yeah, what a great remedy. And like why the would Giants? You... Yeah, but have a terrible season, your star player gets hurt. Your number one solution, cut your star player, keep Eli Manning. Keep paying him, by the way. Yeah. Keep paying him. Yeah. So, that's a thing. Mhm. They're still paying. I think they're still paying Olivier Vernon too. Yes. So so now so now they're in a money hole getting nothing out of it really yet. Mm-hmm. And they're still paying and starting Eli Manning. I st- I just I just think it's for now. Mm. I still think it's there's a certain whole year. There's that balance between the players have to understand that everybody on that team, everybody aside from the owner is expendable. Everybody. The GM is expendable, the scouts are expendable, everybody because not everyone can do this forever. Right, but there's also a balance. Well, that's what but, I was gonna say. Like yeah. the, the the teams need to understand that. Like the players aren't gonna come out and say. And, and I'm sure the Giants don't even give a shit what Odell said. But if you don't want that, if you don't want that bad press and that bad PR of this team doesn't care about its players, because think about if you're like a upcoming free agent or like even a player on the Giants currently, right? That plays there now and sees how they handled Odell. 
signing him to this big deal, saying they're never going to trade him, oh, and have, then shipping him off the very next season. Absolutely drop morale. Exactly. They're like, wow, like this team really does not like, care. Like, mm-hmm. at least with like a good example with the Patriots. Yeah. You walk in the door in New England and you automatically know. Like, if I don't do my job, they will they will trim me so fast. Yep. They and they and but you know that going in. The Patriots do not wrap their arms around anybody. It's basically Brady. That's it. Right. That's exactly. who they wrap their arms around and that's it. Everyone else is expendable. So but you know that going in. Yeah, that's one way you have to culminate a culture. A consistent culture yes. at your team. They are instantly understanding that it's a business. They have to run like a business, and they have to make business decisions. Yes. But they have to balance it by culminating a culture that players will want to play in. This is what, one of the reasons why New England is so successful. They are a harsh. They have a harsh culture there. They work. They work hard all the time. But you walk in there, they are they are established. You walk in there, and they they know what you're doing. And if you are doing your job right, they will embrace you. Right. Look at Rob Gronkowski. Look at look at all the players who are successful on that team. Julian Edelman. Look at all of the things they like, put put up with with Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like they will put up with you if you you prove yourself. But everybody knows that. Gone. That that is a known, substantiated culture in that team. Right. And that's one of the reasons why they're so successful. They don't. They won't do to players like the Giants did to Odell. Right. They won't. Had had the Patriots in some alternate universe. Had the Patriots drafted Odell, the Patriots would have told him from the jump. Yeah. Like, we're we're cool with you as long as you do your job. That's it. Just show up every day and do your job. Like, we don't – and if you don't, we will find another place for you to go. Yes. Like, the Giants didn't do that. Like, the Giants said, he's our guy. We love him. Why would we pay him and then trade him and then traded him? Anyone that's upset with Odell is just in that old football guy culture that players just need to be, like, just... Soldiers. Soldiers. I was going to say, like, subservient soldiers. Yeah. That don't question and don't... Would you say that the NFL, from the way it treats its players, maybe not not as much, but to an extent kind of needs to learn from the NBA... Because the NBA, like, the players run the league in the NBA. Yeah. Now, I think it's a little too much Yeah, and where also, the players are like, well, I'm not playing during the regular season, and I don't give a damn. The like, NFL could never realistically get to that extreme because there's so many more players on an NFL team correct. compared to an NBA team. And it's team. much more about... The like, team it's more compared about the, to the player. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the whole cohesive unit. Because there's a lot more moving parts where in the NBA, a player can dominate a game. Individual... Look at Kawhi Leonard. Individuals are very minimalized in the NFL because you could have a talent. You can have Drew Brees as your quarterback for the last five years and still have years where you go seven and nine and he throws for 5,000 yards. You can be the best wide receiver in the NFL, lead the NFL in touchdown receptions and be an absolute freak and still be on a team that goes 0-16. Calvin Johnson. Yep. So, like, the I don't think the NFL needs to fully transition to that. But I definitely think they need to kind of start at least let the players what am I trying to say? Like let the players be something outside of their helmet. Yeah, they have to be. Like outside of the num- like the name on their back. Individuals. Yes. Let them be individuals. Like don't let don't fine Cam Hayward for writing Iron Iron Man or whatever he wrote, Iron Will or whatever it was in his eye paint. Like really? They kind of started to do that with the celebrations. But it still doesn't really work because it's still you still just see shoulder pads and helmets. Right. Like you don't 
like, oh, look at what the Bears are doing. You don't look at, oh, look at what like Tariq Cohen is doing. You say, look at what the Bears are doing. Do you know what I mean? Look at what the Eagles are doing on the field celebrating and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think it's the one guy for GQ, I guess, that was on Cowherd's show said that. He's like, Odell's like the first NBA player in the National Football League. Like he's trying. He's the he's like the crux. He's trying for he's sure. He's trying to be that guy. And that, he was becoming it in New York for a minute, I think. Mm-hmm. He absolutely was that in New York. I think so. He he uh, he literally gave them primetime games. He put butts in seats. He did everything for that team because otherwise the Giants were atrocious to watch. He revel- He like... You don't see people walking around in Sterling Shepard jerseys, okay? <laughs> this is be so, real. Sorry, yeah. Dome. I mean, they walk around in Saquon Barkley jerseys now. Yeah, yeah it's true. I don't, he's not going to have the same effect that Odell had. Not finding just, just because he's not as outspoken. Right. And right. he's a running that, back. That's what we're saying though. And like, he's yeah, he doesn't have the yeah, he doesn't have the personality. Saquon's more of just like a quiet not to say Odell's not well mannered, but he's just kind of like a mild mannered, like just kind of do his thing. Like he's a great player and yeah, and, and yeah, plays he's running back. sell a shit ton of jerseys. But I mean he's not the personality that Odell is. And doesn't you see that all the time in the NBA? He's just like that. And I don't know if he's going to be – I don't know if the effects in the future that he has in this league will turn it out that way mm-hmm. or if he's just a unique case. But it will be interesting to see. I mean, things like that. I mean, you always have to have like kind of a starting point with anything. Right. Like, I hope he does by the time his career is said and done. I hope that we can look back on it and say, like, wow, he brought personality Mm-hmm. To the NFL like no other. He started something. Yeah. And I think he is. Between him and Le'Veon Bell, like And Baker. And Baker. And like you have you have players all of like these Cam players. Newton. Yeah. There's a lot even more. like even like players like um like Pat Mahomes. Yeah. It's very much. Like doing even like that. Mahomes as like like this goofy, quirky, like Andrew Luck, who's just like openly a nerd. Yeah. yeah. Like just just a just I don't know, like the personality in the NFL right now, like I hate the idea that players in the NFL need to be these like stoic type of like yeah. uninteresting. Screw that. Like when I think about because we're talking about cowherd a lot. But Even like, Tom Brady now is like, did you see the fucking stupid video he put up on Twitter yeah, where he's he doing like Twitter shit now? Where he like did oh look how good my forty time is and he just like it was like a edited video where he started a forty and then like blinked and mm-hmm. <laughs> so like even Tom Brady's giving personality now and I think stuff like that's good. Right. It needs to but it needs to be more embraced. Like yes. the NFL needs to be like the NBA puts together things of like look how funny our players are. Mm. Like the NFL needs to make the conscious effort to be like here here are our athletes and here's how interesting they are. I think that's why they started uh pushing more and more of the mic'd up moments. I, I want more of those. Yeah, those are fun. Okay. Speaking of mic'd up, and then we can go we can do the AFC North if you want. Did you guys see the video of Luke Keekley and Cam Newton on that Amazon version of Hard Knocks? No, not okay. yet. I did. Yeah, the video was there great. was a tweet of footage from it, and it was filmed during the season last year, I'm assuming. Okay. And it's Cam Newton and Luke Keekley and then some other guy. I think he's like a trainer. And they're in this like little conference room. They have a bunch of food, and it looks like they're about to like watch film. And they're FaceTiming with Josh Norman, who's 
obviously now on the Redskins. I think yeah. they were I think they were getting ready to play the Redskins. Yes. Okay. The next yeah, and the they're week, talking they're to Josh Norman. Josh Norman's like at the gym. And like that kind of joke is like, oh man, you're looking like real fat since you left. Like that <laughs> that, that type of regular right. stuff. And Norman's like, oh yeah, yeah. And Luke Keekley's like, yeah, you used to have like tire treads on your head, making fun of his haircut and stuff. So like just randomly, Josh Norman goes, Hey, uh, is uh is Olsen playing this week? Mind you, they're playing each other, right? Josh Norman goes, is Olsen playing this week? And Luke Keekley, without a single hesitation, goes, nope. <laughs> and Cam looks at him like, bruh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and it kind of dawns on Luke like, oh. <laughs> and Josh Norman loses it on the other side. Like He's like, damn, Luke, who are you playing for? <laughs> and Cam's like, all right, all right, tell us something about you. God, tell us something about your team now. Mm. And Josh Norman's like, okay, okay, what do you what do you want to know? What do you want to know? And Cam goes, so uh, you starting at corner this week? <laughs> oh. <laughs> then Norman goes, he's like, hey, Cam. And Cam's like, what? And he goes, you know when you do that, uh, that fake draw and then you run to the right? And Cam's like, yeah. <laughs> and Norman goes, you're going you're gonna to run out of bounds, right? That's the side Norman plays on. Mm-hmm. And Cam's like, he's like, man. He's like, if I see 23, he's like, I'm not going out of bounds. <laughs> and Josh Norman's like, is Cam just letting you know? I will not go low. I'm just letting you know. I'm not going low. And Cam's like, dude, I'm ready to bust your ass. Oh, my like, God. That, I watched that thing. Like I was like, I love that. That's amazing. Like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like Now, I'm sure Ron Rivera probably saw it and was like, pissed like <laughs> mad mm. like mad at luke keekley he's like you but then at the other side you kind of think i was like i wonder how much that happens mm. like how much do lot. these players on other teams how much of that happens because of how much personnel gets shoveled around the nfl you have to imagine that like you know players keep in contact with their old team yeah you see the jersey swaps and stuff after games you see like inklings yeah. of it all the time right, you, you imagine this shit happens a lot you just don't see it but i like it i yeah. think it's cool like it's a lot fun. of people are thinking like man what if you know th- this? This could lead to some some goofy situations, and maybe sometimes like players are not going to exchange information oh, to Gre- one another. Greg like Olson for was God's hurt. sakes, yeah. was her big fucking surprise. Like, and, for, and by the way, he also played that week. Yeah, mm. he actually ended up playing. So like, what Luke said wasn't even not to say it wasn't true. He probably didn't think he was going to play. Right, and he ended up playing. Right, so like, right, it's right. not even that big of a deal. And it's not like Josh Norman's going to gain any advantage of. No, he's, he's not he's covering Greg Olson. Right. Like, he's covering, you know, DJ Moore or uh, whoever was lining up outside for the Panthers. Like, I just thought it was so, so funny. Yeah. Like, it's so funny because, like, I don't know. Like, it's just cool that, like, that stuff happens. And then another video was, like, of Luke Keekley preparing for Saquon Barkley, which was really fascinating because he has, like, his film thing, right? And he's actually writing down notes, which is interesting. Because you don't think about, like, middle linebackers as, like, why would you study? Like, obviously, you study an op, but, like, he's studying, like, a specific player. And um, he has, like, the thing where he's rewinding and fast-forwarding tape on Saquon. <laughs> but it's funny because he's using an Xbox controller. <laughs> yeah, For Microsoft whatever weird reason. Because Microsoft use, uh, probably makes yeah, it. Yeah, no, they use controllers. They use Xbox controllers for a lot of stuff. They use the Kinect for a lot of stuff. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, Microsoft has all those NFL spawns. That's why you see like the Surface tablets on the sidelines and right. whatnot. 
I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. Speaking, of, you said mic'd up stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that this week. It was really funny. Yeah. Is that series like coming out? Or it's already out. Oh, it's out. I want to watch what all of it. It's cool. I can't remember what it's called, but it, it focuses on the Carolina Panthers from last year. I want to. I want to watch that. Which I think is like more fascinating than Hard Knocks because Hard Knocks is just training camp. Yep. Yeah. Like I want to actually see, not to be like. I mean, there's no Panthers fans that listen to this, but like, I would love to watch if that followed them. The I don't know how far it goes, but if that followed the Carolina Panthers all year long, dude, they lost their last six games. Yeah. So like, by the end of that documentary, that thing gets probably really like sad. Yeah, because <laughs> like they got they got beat by Pittsburgh by a ton on Thursday, then they never won another game, and they blew a bunch of leads and. Ooh, they Cam, were Cam got as a hurt. playoff, right? They were played as a p- playoff team and then just collapsed. Yeah, so that's probably real, like, real interesting. Real, really interesting, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to start watching it. I'll, I'll report back about it. If I find, if you can find it, if you could watch I mean, it, watch I'm it. I'm sick, so I'm going to be laying down after this podcast <laughs> is over. So I'll start watching it. All right, so you guys can do the projections. I'm gonna go home. Nope, you're staying right here. You ain't moving. I'm, I'm gonna go home. I locked the door with my mind. You're stuck. I'll see you here. later. Nope, you stay right here. Joe Big Brained you. Lock the door with his mind. I'll, I'll, I'll lock the door with my big brain. Big big brain, sick body. Uh, well, I gotta go last, so... I don't know. Matt, go. Yeah, Matt, go first. I have to go first? You go first. I mean, you can either go first or second to last. No, I'll go first. It's okay. Okay. You, you go ahead and... uh. Just stalling for time as I open up my sheets. All right. Hold on. Da, 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 you take your time set up pee real quick. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll just, you, can just, you guys can just wait a second. I'll just cut it. No, we don't want you to cut you, this. Let's talk. Mm. My good prostate health is my stream steadies in the toilet. I hope you have good prostate Actually, we, you don't have good prostate health. You didn't eat the chocolate. That <laughs> chocolate that was totally... Uh, for s- prostate health. Safe for... Dude, I still occasionally think about that. <laughs> And how awful that was. And how much... My stomach hurt for two days. I didn't throw up, but like my stomach hurt for two days. And the bathroom usage the next morning was the worst. Well, I would imagine that the reason your stomach hurt for two days was because you didn't throw up. Probably. Because I was okay. I was perfectly okay the next day. Hmm. Same. So, me me and Corey were like ahead of the game. I just, I don't throw up. I haven't thrown up in like 15 years. I, I hadn't until that day. Mm. So it was, I picked a good moment. Cause like, <laughs> I picked a good moment. I picked a good moment to, to, to check my card, like to, you know, swipe my card. <laughs> you know? It was like I went to the library on free book day. I guess books are always free at the library, but whatever. Well, no, you got to pay for the library card. Okay, yeah. My, my month at the library that, that week was free. Mm-hmm. I could take out as many books as I want. So. Anyway, anyway. Now that Justin's back, and we have good prostates for everyone. Great prostate health. We stand men's prostate health in 2019, fellas. We're gonna do an entire November theme of prostate brown. All right, <laughs> I'll, I'll change the logo to brown. All right. Ew. Yeah. That's what it. In November's prostate health month, we get we get prostates right after all the pinks. Oh, they just hand out some prostates. Yeah, because I mean, sometimes you need a backup prostate <laughs> and plug that sucker in when shit gets bad. Yeah, you know, you gotta. Tesla made one. Every he did every now and again. Every now and again, you need to have a backup prostate to plug in so you can uh, do the things that prostates name of the do. the episode backup. Prostate. Yeah, I was about to say I'm gonna name this episode backup prostate. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> anyway, speaking of backup prostates, we have the Cincinnati oh. Bengals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who need to get their prostate checked? <laughs> <coughs> because uh, they're going two and fourteen this year. Holy shit! You have them worse than me. I didn't think that was possible. So uh, they're going to beat the Cardinals in week five, and then they'll beat the Raiders in week 11, and then just get decimated by everybody else. That means they lose to the Seahawkies, the 49ies, the Billies, the Steelies, the Ravies, the Jaguaries, the Rammies, the Jaguies, the, Jaguies, the Rammies, uh, uh, they lose to the Ravies and the Steelies again, and then the Jetties, and then the Brownies, and then the Patriots, and then the Dolphies, and then the Brownies again. And they just go, you know, they go two and fourteen. I don't really care about the Bengals. They they're a trash team, and they're just gonna suck this year. So them out of the way. You have a good team, the Baltimore Ravens. I I don't know. I'm I might be higher on the Ravens than other people. Okay. I, they have an outside shot at the playoffs. Very, very outside shot, but outside nonetheless. I have them going 8-8 eight and eight this year. Uh, basically, they kind of just, they don't really go on a winning streak. They just keep going on and off again. They lose the Dolphins, beat the Cardinals, lose the Chiefs, beat the Browns, lose the Steelers, beat the Bengals, lose the Seahawks, go into their bye week, come out, lose to the Patriots. Then they get two easy games in a row, Bengals-Texans. But then they have to play the Rams, so they lose. And then they'll beat the 49ers. I have them losing to the Bills, beating the Jets, losing to the Browns, and then beating the Steelers in uh, Week 17. Which is a big deal there. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and that's because I have the Steelers in second place as I see the pain and the migraines formulate in Kuiper's head right now. He's got to listen to the first Steelers not winning the division prediction. Um, I have the Steelers going 11 and five, four and two in division. (laughs) And what place do they finish in? Second. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm going to get to it. All right. Yeah, I bet you will. Now, I'm just, you know, they they lose to the Patriots week one, and then they rip off their next five games or four games in a row against the Seahawks, 49ers, Bengals, Ravens. The only hard matchup there is the Seahawks, but because it's a home game, um, giving the Steelers the edge there. They come out of their bye week, lose to the Dolphins, lose to the Colts. Remember, I had them losing to the Dolphins a while ago because it was like the meme loss. On my birthday. On your birthday. Uh, then they're beating the Rams. And then in week 11, they lose the away game at Cleveland. And then they come back. They beat the Bengals. And then right away, their home game versus Cleveland, they win. Then they beat the Cardinals, beat the Bills, beat the Jets. And they come into the end of the season tied with the Browns. And then they lose to the Ravens and lose the division. Now, if they, you know, they have to finish dramatically. Yeah, one way or the other. It's well, here's dramatic. the thing: I I didn't look at this, but if I have them beating the Ravens, and you got to go to uh, similar schedules, I have them both beating the Titans. I have them both beating the Rams. I have both of them beating the 49ers and the Jets. That 
difference would be the Seahawks. So the because I have the uh, 49 or because I have the Steelers beating the Seahawks and the Browns losing to the Seahawks, the Steelers would win the division, but the Ravens are going to slide in and get their 8 and 8 record and beat the Steelers, so the Cleveland Browns are going to win the division at uh, 12 and 4. Cuz I cuz the Cleveland schedule's kind of cupcakey. They start the year Ooh, man, off my against, heart. They start the year off against the Titans, which I think the Titans are trash this year. They're going to beat them. Then they're going to beat the Jets. Second worst team in the NFL this mm. year. I have them beating the Rams just cuz I think the the Rams are taking a step back this year, so like I don't think the Rams are I think the Rams are going to win. I think I have them at around 10 games winning, but they're not going to go like 14, 13 games like they did last year. So then uh, they lose to the Ravens because of the division matchup, but then they play the 49ers easy. And like I said, I have the Browns then losing to the Seahawks and then the Patriots. They lose to the Seahawks, come out of their bye week, then lose to the Patriots. Two really tough matchups that could... Seahawks maybe coin flip, but I, I don't see them beating the Patriots. The Broncos are... A middle-of-the-road team that the Browns should easily be able to handle. Um, they should be able to easily handle the Bills. They, I have them splitting with the Steelers, so that's why they beat the Steelers in Week 11. The Dolphins, they should be able to handle. And, I, again, they split with the Steelers, so they lose in Week 13. The Bengals are trash. They're going to beat them. The Cardinals are trash. They're going to beat them. They're going to get their revenge against the Ravens, and then they play the Bengals in week 17 for trash. So like after after the Steelers in week 13, the last four games of the season for the Browns, two of them are against the Bengals, one against the Cardinals. They just they play a bunch of trash teams this year and with their hype, I'm buying in and having them at 12 and 4 and winning the division. Very good. And actually be no, okay. I won't talk about my AFC playoff picture. No, no, don't do that yet. We'll wait till we get done with the AFC, then we'll do playoffs. But realistically, just that, that even though the Ravens have a real outside <laughs> shot, they don't get in because they beat the Steelers. Eight and eight and eight's not good enough in the AFC. No, it won't be. Eight and eight's not good enough. <clears throat> they aren't going to make it. You not have with the way the not with because there's, there's you have two guaranteed teams coming out of the West. I yeah yeah. There's there's two, two guaranteed there's teams. Two, there's two divisions where the two teams are the the two. Divisions with two teams are this one with the Browns and Steelers, and then the West with the Chiefs right. and the. Yeah. Which order are they in? You'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. All right, sorry you guys have to suffer through my terrible voice for a little bit. So I didn't sigh at your terrible voice. I sighed at. That was a release of just. Sad. Sad. It's just pure sad. Mm hmm. Because that just means it's one closer to me. <laughs> All right, well, here's some entertainment for you before more sad comes. I have the Cincinnati Bengals in last place of the division, going 3-13. and 13. That makes me happy. Yeah. That makes me real happy. So they start <laughs> off losing to the, the clearly superior Seahawks and 49ers, but then they have a tiny resurgence where they win against the Bills, beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and, and the Cardinals. I, no, you shut your... And the Cardinals. And then they don't win another game for the rest of the year. That doesn't make me happy, Justin. <laughs> that makes me upset. What they're gonna what lose win one game against the Steelers? Right. That makes me mad. Makes sense. Sure. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Fuck you, man. And they just don't win for the rest of the year. There is nothing. I'm looking at the rest of these games. Like these other three games could be squeaky for them. Everything else, they are just gonna get screwed. Ravens. Ravens, Jags, Rams, Ravens again, 
Raiders, they could win that one, maybe. Steelers, Jets is one of the only other ones they could probably win. Browns, Patriots, Dolphins, Browns again. I just don't see them winning many. They might finish lower than that. I don't know. They look horrible. Andy Dalton going to die again. Yeah. Yeah, but Tyler Boyd just got signed to a big extension today. Yeah. I, I like that's, him. That's my boy. And uh, I Duh. just... You do like Tyler Boyd. That's your Boyd. I, I do like him, but uh, I don't... Who's going to throw on the ball? Andy Dalton. He dead. The Red Rider BB gun. Bang, bang. He's going he to die again. I'm calling it now. Actually, it'd be really fun if he... Uh, when they in their week five win against the Cardinals, he goes out with another hand injury, and then they just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Contract year, Andy Dalton. Yep, I mean, he could do very good. Contract year, Andy I Dalton think, tends to. I think the offense is going to be good. And we'll see about. I don't know. We'll see. Second Next. best offense in the AFC North. Next, I have the uh, Baltimore Ravens going very similarly to Matt, eight and eight, and I'm losing week one to the Dolphins. Winning me two against the Cardinals, losing to the Chiefs, beating the Browns at home, uh, losing to the Steelers in Pittsburgh, uh, beating the Bengals at home, losing to the Seahawks, losing to the Patriots, beating the Bengals, Texans, Rams, and Niners all in a row, losing to the Bills, beating the Jets, losing to the Browns and Steelers the last two weeks. And for eight and eight, three and three in the division. At the the Ravens scream eight and eight to me. They state shouted at the top of their lungs to me what that team looks like. You if went, the run gets shut down against them, they lose. But also, their run can be so effective that it's nearly impossible to stop and they could win games. Mm-hmm. I feel like you, you could walk into a week with them and it's just a dice roll. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. The Cleveland Browns are going 10-6. and 4-2 uh, and two in the division. We have uh, them winning weeks 1-2 and two versus the uh, Titans and Jets. Losing to the Rams and Ravens, beating the Niners and Seahawks, going on by coming out of their bye week and beating the Patriots and setting the internet on fire, and then uh, they lose three in a row after that <laughs> against the Broncos, Bills, and the Steelers at home. Then they uh, then they win against the Dolphins, get their revenge in Week 13, beating the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Then the Bengal, then beating the Bengals, losing to the Cardinals, hilariously enough beating the Ravens and Bengals back-to-back at the end of the year. Lastly, we have Pittsburgh, also going 10-6, and six, also 4-2 and two in the division. I have them beating the Patriots, Seahawks, and Niners, losing to the Bengals at home, beating the Ravens, losing to the Chargers. Coming out of their bye week and losing to the Dolphins, put a pin in that. <clears throat> oh, mm-hmm. put okay. A, put a pin in that one for me. The Dolphins lost. Yeah, my boy. That's put, right. But, but I need you to grab that one and... Put it on the wall for me. We'll, oh yeah, we'll it's, up. It. We'll it's, it's it right down. next to the Julio Jones drop. We'll, we'll pull it down in about sixty seconds. And then I have beating the Colts, losing to the Rams, beating the Browns and Bengals, losing to the Browns in the revenge game, uh, beating the Cardinals, losing to the Bills, beating the Jets and Ravens. So they're tied, right? And now I I juked you. The Browns uh, are going to win the division because pull that pin down. They lose a hilariously embarrassing game to the Dolphins out of their bye week, and that's what <laughs> technically. Misses the playoffs for them. But in the most dramatic fashion, Wait. we're going to get the inverse of last year, where week 17, both teams win their games, right? But they have to go in sitting there, waiting for the Browns, hoping for the Browns to lose 
in week 17, which is the exact opposite of last year where they had to sit, wait, and hope for them to win. They both still make the playoffs, but the Browns win the division by the Steelers being the Steelers. There you go. You are, you are sad. I'm so sorry I have to do this to you. That's okay. Maybe Corey has good news for you. Probably not. I want to I want to start off <laughs> with, with my last last place team, which is the Bengals. Right. But let's just take a moment and consider. You got Andy Dalton, who's had some shining moments in his career. You have a top 10 wide receiver in A.J. Green, along with Tyler Boyd, along with the backfield of Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard, behind a new-look offensive line. This offense could be good, and it could be one of the... I, I think it could be a top 12 offense, but unfortunately last year it was a historically bad defense. And, and they lost pieces. Yeah, and I don't, they didn't really improve on much of that this right. season. And they also have a unproven like offense. Like, if it goes well, like you have a unproven, offensively-minded, creative head coach that was under Sean McVay. If it goes bad, you have a you know an inexperienced head coach who doesn't know what he's doing. I, I don't think the Bengals the record's not gonna show how what they what good they have going for them. Just because of the defense, you know, is gonna be porous and but all right. Five and eleven for the Bengals. They have wins against the Bills, the Ravens, the Raiders, the Dolphins and the Browns. Losing to the Seahawks, 49ers, Steelers, Cardinals, Jags, Rams, Ravens, Steelers, Jets, Browns, Patriots. So that's, you know, that's their schedule. But like I said, their record's going to reflect, going to show worse than what they are, in my opinion. Like they had the potential to be really good, but things yeah, just, it, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look a lot like the 7 and seven and 9 Saints. Okay. You know. I can understand that, yeah. Okay, next, uh, third place, you get the 8-8 eight and eight Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> they really are just the epitome of 8-8. Eight eight. I'm telling you, it, it just... You look at that team and you're like, that is an 8-8 eight and eight football team, baby. Yeah. You start off 2-0 against the Dolphins and Cardinals. And the more I was... I, I don't like the Cardinals, but the more I think about them, uh, well, the reports you're getting from camp and everything, uh, starting to wonder if you're going to see like a first-year Chip Kelly Arizona team. Where yeah. They kind of like lit it up for the first half of the season, but missed playoffs. That's like their season. Like that's like right. their ceiling is like the surprise. Like that's a good comparison. Right. Like the first year Chip Kelly Eagles that were like, whoa, ooh, this works. When in the NFL. Michael Vick trotted out on the field, the Eagles returned to football. But yeah, you have wins starting off two and zero against Dolphins, Cardinals, lost to the Chiefs. Then you come back and win against the Browns before losing four games in five weeks. Including a bye against, Jesus. against the Steelers, Bengals, Seahawks, bye week Patriots. Bounce back because you get to play the Bengals and the Texans. Uh, and then you have to go to the Rams and lose there and lose to the 49ers and to the Bills. But then you rattle off three games trying to hope for a best case wild card scenario with the Jets, Browns, and Steelers. And then we got a tie. <laughs> oh, it hurts him so much. At nine and seven. Oh, okay. 
We'll just, we're gonna... All three of us have them tying. Oh, I had them almost tied. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. We're going to have... Because if they did tie, the Steelers would have won. That's right, mind. that's right, that's right. I'm going to go through each team's games together. All right. So, Pittsburgh, week one, lose against the Patriots. Browns beat the Titans. Pittsburgh loses against the Seahawks, beat the Jets. And then we're going to... We're going to swap roles because, you know, the P- Pittsburgh starts out 0-2. Cleveland starts 2-0. Pittsburgh's going to beat the 49ers, Bengals, and Ravens. And then Cleveland's going to lose against the Rams, Ravens, and 49ers. Ooh, okay. So we got we got both teams sitting at, or no, you got the Steelers sitting at 3-2, and two, Browns sitting at 2-3. and three. Week si- yeah, week six, they're both I'm getting gonna- anxiety. <laughs> week six... Week six, they're both going to lose against the Chargers and the Seahawks uh, before going into their bye weeks. And then, of course, Steelers are going to come back from the bye week and lose to the Dolphins. Where <laughs> Cleveland's, Cleveland, where Cleveland is going to come out Happy of their bye birthday, week. Happy birthday, Kuiper. Cle- listen. <laughs> Pittsburgh coming out of their bye week, losing to the Dolphins. <laughs> Cleveland coming out of their bye week, beating the Patriots. <laughs> I love it. Unfortunately, after their loss to the Dolphins, <laughs> they have to go and play the Colts, and they lose. Where the Cleveland gets to go play the Broncos, and it's going to be a tougher game. It's going to look a lot like their game from last year when they played the Broncos, low scoring. Before they both go and beat uh, the Steelers, finally bounce back and beat the Rams, mm-hmm. and then Cleveland beats the Bills. Steelers then get to play the Browns Week Eleven. And they'll lose at the at Cleveland before they both teams get to go on and play the Bengals, which Steelers will win, and the Dolphins, which the Browns will win. Uh, week thirteen, you swap. Steelers are going to beat the Browns, and the, obviously the Browns right, lose right, right. the Steelers. Uh, Steelers playing the Cardinals, which they win. Browns beating the Bengals, they'll win. Week 15, Steelers beat the Bills, Cleveland beats the Cardinals. Week 16, Pittsburgh beats the Jets, Cleveland loses to the Ravens. We're tied at 9-6, and six, going into week 17, with, with two division games, where the Ravens and the Bengals will both beat their divisional opponents. Leaving them both at nine and seven. Did you keep track of the division games? Are they tied? They are not tied. The the Steelers lost to the Bengals once, didn't they? Or no, no, no. You had the Browns losing to the Bengals right there at the end, and then Browns. they both split the ra- They both split each other. They both split on the Ravens. The difference came to the Bengals. One of them swept the Bengals, and one of them didn't. And you have the Browns losing to the Bengals in the last week, so I think you had the Steelers sweeping the Bengals. Browns go two and four in division. Steelers go three and three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Steelers take first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. So basically, the Steelers were going to week seventeen, going like, okay, Cleveland just has to lose. Basically. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, pull out yours, bud. Come on. Let's go. You 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 can't possibly 
You can't possibly have brought yourself more misery than we've brought you already. Oh, wait, you probably have. Let's talk about the two teams that don't matter first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them out of the way. The Browns and the Steelers. Hey. I am more aligned with Corey on the Bengals than either of you are. Right. I have the Bengals actually going seven and nine. Um, The Bengals were really injured last year. Um, They basically didn't have their quarterback for the last month. They had um, a lot of defensive injuries. A.J. Green, who has now become like basically a if he plays, if he doesn't play type of player. Yep. They tried to get their offensive line fixed by drafting Jonah Williams, and he is already out for the year. So it doesn't bode well. But they do go seven and nine. They pick up. I won't go through every single game, but they pick up some remedial wins like Bills, Cardinals. I've beaten the Jaguars and the Raiders and the Dolphins, which we already talked about when we did the Dolphins. Um, <laughs> I also have the Ravens 8-8. Eight and eight. So all three of us have the Ravens 8-8. Eight and eight. Dude, I'm telling you. Um, I can't believe none of you brought up the thing that I mentioned the other day where up until the month of June, Lamar Jackson didn't realize he had to learn a new offense. Yes. Because the Ravens did not tell him that he needed to forget about Marty Morningwig's offense and learn Greg Roman's offense. So for the first couple of weeks of the offseason, he just worked on mechanics and going through his old playbook. What kind of offense are you going to learn from Greg Roman? Nice. So that was really funny to me. And again, with the Ravens, like you guys have touched on it like a lot in a lot of their games. I have them going back and forth all year long, splitting with the Browns, splitting with the Steelers. They sweep the Bengals and just kind of losing here, winning there. Basically, like pro football focus rated them as the hot, as the best secondary in the NFL. But they also lost three quarters of their linebacking core, including including C.J. Mosley, who is like the best middle linebacker in the NFL. Right. Mm. Or one of the best middle linebackers right. in the NFL. So I feel like. The Ravens are, are, like you said, like the Ravens are just a perfect example of like a team that's just going to go up and down all year long and have weeks where they really impress and then weeks where they don't. Right. Come on. I I don't want to. Just say it. All right. Okay. Just, just. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Listen. Okay. So listen. Listen. I know I, this is going to, Matt always brings up this thing that he thinks I humble brag. And I'm incredibly pessimistic all the time to, like, front this thing. You kind of are. Right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm whole, like, I am justifi- justifiably pessimistic <laughs> all the time. Mm. Because all of the time, this team finds creative and new ways to make me really sad. <laughs> and... I feel like talking to a lot of like Steeler fans, I I come across as just like I don't know, like dismissive of the things they've quote unquote or like succeeded at, mm. which isn't anything, <laughs> which is nothing, and uh, what they've accomplished, which is nothing. I I my response is always to all of them at some point. There was going to come a point where the Browns were better than us, but not this year. There it is. There's the Steelers. Let me, let me tell you. There it is. <laughs> if this is the final year, 
if if last year was the final year that I can look at the standings at the end of the season and see the Steelers above the Browns, and from this point forward, it's never going to happen again. I am going down with a blaze of glory. I'm going down holding my sword on my shield. I refuse to believe that the Browns are going to be better than the Steelers. But how is it going to happen? I was like, you know what? Let me think of the most heart-wrenching, just making Cleveland fans jump in a river, sad, most depressing thing that could possibly happen. Jesus Christ, dude. Here's how the year starts out. The the Browns start out 4-0. Right. They beat the Titans, Jets, Rams, and Ravens. The Steelers start out 2-2, losing to the Patriots, because why not? Beating the Seahawks, losing to the 49ers, and beating the Bengals. The uh, next two games are flipped. Steelers win against the Ravens and Chargers. The uh, Browns lose against the 49ers and Seahawks. So if you're keeping track at home, going into their bye weeks, they have the same record. The Steelers come out in week eight and don't lose to the Dolphins on my birthday. (laughs) Yeah, they do. In a very, very unimpressive, but yet a victory. But no one gives a shit because the Browns have beaten the Patriots that week. Mm. Which, by the way, the teams, all of the teams that beat the Patriots last year, none of them made the playoffs. So I'm just throwing that out there. Week 9's a little more impressive, a little bit of a flip in the script. Because the Steelers pick up a very impressive win over the Colts at home. Mm. The, Bill, the Browns go on the road and beat the Broncos. However, in Week 10, the Steelers get their asses kicked by the Los Angeles Rams... And the Browns beat somewhat trendy team Buffalo Bills. So now the the Browns have now beaten both teams that represented the Super Bowl last year and have watched the Steelers lose to both. It's week 11. <laughs> Basically the start of the year for both teams. Right. And it's on Thursday night. It's in prime time. Not the anniversary of, but the same place that Baker Mayfield took over for Tyrod Taylor before halftime. And he ended the winning, the ended the losing streak dug up the corpse that was the Cleveland Browns and st- stuck strings on it and waved its <laughs> arms around. And I'm going to have to be sitting at my house because I won't be watching it with you fuckers. What? I can't. What? I can't be in a room with a bunch of Browns fans. I can't. Oh, man. Um, All right. And I'll have to listen to Michael Irving and LaDainian Tomlinson. They're all just going to be like, it's time. It's time. <laughs> this, is the ye- this is the moment that Cleveland fans, and I don't want to hear... Anybody say that this is not what Cleveland... People come out and say, oh, Cleveland fans just want to... No, they don't. No. They just don't want a winning record. They don't just want to make... They want to beat us. That's what they want. That's they what want they to want. to beat us so badly that it's... And especially after this year where the pendulum of, of just momentum has swung so vastly where they add Odell and they add Kareem Hunt and we lose Le'Veon Bell and we lose Antonio Brown and people are calling out Ben Roethlisberger's leadership and making him apologize on air for how he's been treated and Baker's getting ESPN cover things and stuff and people are talking about it's just and this is this is the moment this is it this Thursday night game in prime time where there's no one else and the Browns are at home and whatever the fuck the name of the stadium is is going to be sold out and it's just going to be they're going to cut and they're going to lose <laughs> and it's going to be they're just going to be like oh my god <laughs> like what what happened 
Like, how, how could we... You know what? Okay, okay. Got a little ahead of ourselves. We, we, we got a little... Like, okay, kind of overlooking them a little bit. They're still the Steelers. Still a division rival. You kind of throw the rosters and stuff out the window when you talk about division rivals. Right. It's fine. Mm. So they come out the next week, and they beat the Dolphins by 50. Just obliterate the Dolphins. Just take out oh, all of their frustration on the Dolphins. And I think... I don't even care where the game is. I think... I. Whatever the over is for that doesn't matter. Take it. And the Steelers just beat the Bengals. Whatever. Well, yeah. It's the fucking Bengals. Whatever. Who cares? 24 to 22. Yeah. Like 24 to 22. Whatever. Something's dumb. And that's week 13. And the Browns are like, okay. So we couldn't get them on Thursday night. It's a little more realistic and a little more understandable and a little more like sad, right? If they actually beat the Steelers at home in Pittsburgh. But they don't. Mm, of course not. And then they never win a game the rest of the year. Getting swept by the Steelers, which is everything this team wants. <laughs> and everything that the media has been telling them they will do in seizing the AFC North. And them failing! Oh, he looks, failing! He's reveling in Failing! It. He's reveling Which is the only it. thing they know how to do. Oh my god, no. Will completely derail them. They get swept by the Bengals. Oh my god. They lose both games to the Bengals. And they finish 8-8, eight 2-4 and 2-4 eight, and in third place. They don't even get second. Because the Ravens finish with a better divisional record than they do. They finish third, and Cleveland and I will swim. I will, I will, I will shower in the perpetual misery of every single Cleveland fan because no matter the little front that they put up, like, oh no, we had a great. No, you didn't, because you we beat you twice, and all this preseason, Nick Wright saying that they got, oh man, they can make a super, and you don't even make, you win one extra game. One after adding Odell and adding Kareem and adding Olivia, you win one more game, and the Steelers go to playoffs. But this isn't all sunshine and roses because I still need to find a way for the Brown for the Steelers to make me sad, don't I? Because I do. So how do they make me sad this year? I needed to get creative. <laughs> they start the year off losing to the Patriots, right? And losing to the 49ers. Which, by the way, I have the 49ers as a pretty good team in the NFC. Yes, so do I. But. And we're kind of spoiling some things a little bit. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Chargers and the Colts. Now, why is that important? They're going to be two playoff teams. They're going to be the number one and number two seeds in the AFC. Mm -hmm. The Colts and the Chargers. Mm -hmm. And after the Steelers beat the Browns both times, they're going to be sitting thinking, okay, we have tiebreakers over the two best teams in the AFC. Sure, we lost to the Patriots, but if we finish with a better record than the Patriots, it doesn't matter. So what's the game that decides the Steelers and where they finish in the year? The fucking Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. For no goddamn reason, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go to Arizona after sweeping the Browns and lose. Sweeping the Browns is their Super Bowl. To the Arizona Cardinals. But then it's still it's still not lost because all they have to do is beat the Ravens the final week of the year. And they don't. And they don't. Yep. With with head to head wins against the two, the one seed and the two seed in the AFC, 
all the Steelers have to do, all they have to do, is beat the Ravens the final week of the season, and they go 12-4, and four and they're the number one seed in the AFC. But they don't. And even if they would have, it won't matter, because they lost to the fucking Arizona Cardinals. And they go 11-5, and five, and they're the fourth seed, as opposed to the first seed. And they lose in the first round of the playoffs to whoever the five seed is, probably the Chiefs. And the Chiefs beat them, because why not? Why not? That's a good win. But, but, I take my loss and I hold it close because we ripped the beating hearts. Oh my God. The still beating, still blood filled, fresh hearts out of every single Cleveland fan in America. Yeah, this is, this is your Steelers fan, everybody. I'm going, I'm not going out. Uh, I I thought solely is like, you know what I could come in here and I could be just melancholy like I normally am, but you know what? No, if this is the final year, then I will go out a fool. <laughs> I will. If this is it, I'm going out with the biggest, like, just I mean, looking like the biggest idiot. What have you got to lose other than two dollars? Dude, I, I my pride. Yeah, I could true. lose my pride. It's true. Like we're just popping off all season. Facebook posts and twi- twits. Twits? Twits. You mean tweets? Twits. Twits. All right, very good. That's my AFC North. I am not. I refuse. Yeah, I know. I knew Until you Until I see it, I refuse. God. And man, oh man, if I'm right, oh man. Oh, <sighs> Oh, I will I will learn how to fly a plane <laughs> and I will fly over the metropolitan area of Cleveland with a big middle finger flag. Y'all laughed at me. Y'all laughed at me. Uh, and I oh, I will just I'll, I'll I'll drive down every single main street in Cleveland just like I might not even drive. I may just run and just wave my arms and you'll be able to feel just the depression. And the utter misery. Oh my god. You'll be able to feel it tickle your face. Oh. And I I will I will thrive. Yeah. I will thrive. That's so fucked up. <laughs> I'm gonna have so much fun turning Kuiper's entire tirade down in post. Oh. Oh my god, that's so fucked up. There's, you're gonna so loud. It, a, I mean you may you may you drew so your line funny. in the sand just now though. You're either gonna get to revel in it or you're gonna be Sad. The, or I'll bury it, and that's fine. If I get buried by it, I'm okay. I went down. I went down with Leonidas and the Spartans. Hmm. I wasn't a. I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. I wasn't a turncoat. There you go. I refi- I almost was for the first couple months of this year. I was. I was like, man, this sucks. We suck now, and they're good. But I don't know. Something. Something ignited in me. I don't know Your what it inner was. Terrible towel. I don't started know what flipping. Myron Cope has possessed me. <laughs> you want to know what I think it was? What? I think it was the, and it wasn't just from one source. I heard a lot of things say this. Was that this year is the first year in a long time that the Steelers are being doubted. And I don't know how they're going to respond. Because when you're doubted, you either just like, well, yeah. You know, or... Because I just feel like it would be such a if it would be such a 
disgusting win for the league if the Steelers end up being better without Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and the Raiders and the Jets suck. Like, it'd be such a win for the NFL that I don't think anybody wants it. I want it. I don't. I don't. I think the Raiders and Jets are gonna suck. Well, you because of course you think the Raiders are gonna suck. Yeah, I have them going zero and sixteen. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Do you actually? I, you'll have to find oh out. Oh my god! You think I'm being harsh? Hey, they're joining rare air. I have the Browns going five hundred <laughs> and beating the Patriots and Rams. Not that it matters because that's not what they care about. Secretly, and they're deep in their d- brown shit colored hearts. Oh my god! But. There's a couple of news things I want to cover. Uh, Falcons had a couple of injuries yesterday. Uh, Michael Bennett broke his ankle. He's out indefinitely. And Moment of silence for that. Damn. And it's over. Damn. Uh, safety depth, J.J. Wilcox or the, uh, tore his ACL. That's so an that's actual oof. Two big, two big injuries in Jesus one day. Jesus Christ, their defense crumble is starting again already. Yeah. Before the year this even happened, starts. This happened last year. In like the, the first three started. weeks of the season, they lost like all of their starting DBs. It's happening and again. Deion Jones, which was huge. Yeah, and Devontae Freeman just lost all of them. Yeah, uh, and then Chargers are reportedly digging into their stance and will not offer Gordon an extension. Good, but I guess he's just not gonna play. He's gonna do the Le'Veon Bell thing and sit out a year of his prime when he's actually good. Right. You know, post uh, priest 27 years old. Yeah, well, fuck him. I, I, if Melvin Gordon doesn't play, that like heavily affects what I think the Chargers will do this yeah, year. Yeah, it does. It like it very, very much. I, I would have to change like my AFC West. You saw if, how they played without him yeah. last year. They were criminally average right. on offense. Like people thought Austin Eckler could just step in and like no. Austin Eckler played better when Melvin Gordon was in than when he was the future back. Yeah, no, they, they beat Pittsburgh while Melvin Gordon was gone last year, but that doesn't mean shit because that game was ridiculous, and it's the Steelers. That, that so many things... I was going to put make that as part of, like, my Steeler tirade as to my justification as to why they go 11-5, and five, but, like, you, you have, like... The, um, the sheer amount of ridiculous things that needed to happen to keep the Pittsburgh Steelers out of the playoffs yeah. last year. Like, I was reading the preview book from Warren Sharp, and he got, he goes into it. He's yeah, like, yeah. the Steelers were top 10 in offensive, efficient, offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. He's like, and they're probably the only... He's like, they were only one of two teams in history ever since he's made that metric. He's like, the Steelers are one of only two teams that have been top 10 in both and not made the playoffs. He's like, and it's just, and it's because of whatever you call that season last year. Like the fumble, whatever you call the fumble against the saints, the slip against the slipping field goal against the Raiders, the debacle on the goal line against the Broncos, the tie against the Browns, the tie against the Browns, the entire chargers game where you can't even like pin it on just like the two missed calls. Like, Joe Hayden picked off Phillip Rivers in the end zone, and Sean Davis hit him in midair, and the ball just fell into Keenan Allen's lap when he was standing still. Like, you just don't win that game. Like, Joe Hayden jumped off sides twice on a field goal. Like, funny enough, the other team that was in top 10 in both offensive and defensive efficiencies that missed the playoffs also occurred last year. 
which I guess who it was. A team that led in both offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency that missed the playoffs. Uh, Panthers? No. Think below 500. Think well below 500. Oh, dude, the Bucks. Think think top five pick in the NFL draft bad. Giants? No. It's not the Bucks. No. Oh. I don't know. The 49ers. That's Yeah, you know what? They were top... 10 in both offensive efficiency and defensive efficiencies. Like the reason. You know, I forgot about that. They, was that they were minus 26 in turnovers. Oh, Nick Mullins. Which was, I think, like 13 turnovers more than the second place team. He's like, and they were the most injured. Yeah, that, that team's going to be really good this yeah. year. He's like, I but, was high on them last year and they fucked me, so I don't they know. They were, but it wasn't their fault. They were yeah, it was. They got injured because of me. Okay, we'll make them go. Four and twelve again, and they'll go and twelve, they'll go and, 12 four. and four. Yeah, right. I want to see Jimmy Garoppolo storm the NFC they, West. They literally had the inverse of the record that you thought they would have. Yeah. He needs to get literally warmed up. The inverse. He needs to get warmed up for his game in what two years that he's going to end Tom Brady's career on. Speaking of Looks, Tom Brady, he's fun ready. fact: this is going to be the first time in Tom Brady's career he's going to go in as a in a contract year. Really? Yep. They've always extended him a year before? Yep. That's interesting. I wonder if they'll extend him. I mean, he wants to play till 50. Five-year contract. 45. Five-year extension. Five-year extension for $2 million, because that's what he would take. Yep. Yeah, that's good. I'll take $2 million. Give the the money to the other guys. It's all good. My wife's dummy rich. It's all good. Dummy rich. (laughs) I was going to say something about a... About Tom Brady. I'm just going to get Kraft's inheritance anyway, so it's okay. Kraft's inheritance? He's actually his, like, adopted son. Right. Or something like Basically. that. Basically. Some weird, uh, weird turn of events. It'd be really funny if just, like, in a few years after Brady's retirement, it comes out. Oh, that that's what I was going to say. Uh, Brady conveniently turns 45 the season preceding, like, going into the year where he would be against Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, shit. So he's probably just going to wait until that year, but, nah. Yeah, that's what we keep saying. The most Brady thing ever would just be like, nah, I don't want to play against Jimmy. When's he going to convert to kicker to keep his career going? When Guskowski retires, which is in 10 years. Whoa. And Vatavin and Terry's still going. That's true. Anybody could keep going. And he played reasonably well, too, so, like, Keep, keep there, was a one, there was one game that Adam had last year that was bad. Yeah, yeah, it was. So he's played, that's why I said reasonably. It's because he doesn't have Pat McAfee there to motivate him anymore as his holder. You when, know what? Uh, call him an old man. You know what else is bad? Our social media. <laughs> oh, it's in the off season. We don't care that's as much. We Nothing should, to talk since, about. Since we're going back into weekly shit, we should probably get up on that more. Shut up. It's just important to have good like, social media. Well, when presence. we do our fad pod picks, Kuiper might log into Facebook. Right. And then we need... I might just tweet them. Facebook.com slash FADPOD, you know, by the way. shit place anyway. Follow us on Twitter at FADPOD. If that's the place you want to follow us at, that's where we Well, you know where else you shit. could... I would really prefer you follow us. Patreon. Patreon.com slash FADPOD. That's right, because that means you're giving us money. Y- yeah, because I, I like money. Monetary gains. You think we do this shit for free? You think we do this for the I mean, fans? We basically do it for free because we're coming out even right now. Well, yeah, I, I was I was going to circle back and say, yeah, we do it because it's a passion project and we like it and we have fun yeah. doing it and anything else is a bonus. But fucking give us money. So we could buy cool equipment. 
Oh my god, I would like cool equipment. Like, Matt is still using a very ancient mic stand, where the rest of us have new ones. Yeah, but I kind of like this mic stand, I gotta be honest you with you. You are fucking weird. It makes you, it make, it kinda, it's kind of like the unique, you know. Yeah, I feel like even if I if we got another mic stand, I would still want to use this one. Okay, then you just won't buy another one then, that's fine. Oh. Save us money. Uh, next week, yes. NFC South time. Yes, it is. Even though Corey already gave his Saints, but he can go more Wait, if he chooses we, That means to. we're going to end on the AFC West. We are. <laughs> All right. We're saving uh we're saving your totally objective not 16 and 0. Knowing you'd probably be like 15 and 1. Just <laughs> like me. You're going to find that one or like I guess like Corey too cuz you're going to find that one game like, well, they're going to make me sad at one point. What would be the m- most Oh, like I annoying have... way that they'd make me sad. Oh, the, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs have a good way of making me sad this year. <laughs> Losing to the Raiders in Arrowhead. Nah. Nah, it'll be the it'll be the most Chiefs way for it to happen. Oh, and I can't wait. Getting swept by the Broncos. No, it's worse than that. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. I like because Corey's was like, he's like, yeah, we're just gonna go 0-3 because we always suck <laughs> early, and then we'll win a whole bunch of games, I guess, at that point. It's the Saints. Super dismissive about it. Like, That's yeah, the Saints. We're going to suck early. You'll, lose su- to, you'll play Tampa week two and lose for some reason. That sounds about right to me. In Tampa. Actually, no, not in Tampa. In yeah. New Orleans. It's Week two will be in Los Angeles. Oh. Oof. <laughs> Oof. In Los Angeles. Write that one off, baby. Baby. <laughs> Write that one off. Man. Yeah. So... Thanks to the Patreons that we do have, Ben and Angry, we have two. Yes, y'all are great. <laughs> Thank Appreciate you for you. letting us have hosting. Yes, that, that is what you guys are paying for, is our hosting. Uh, and I think we're coming out a little bit on top right now, and we'll save it up. Yeah, we, we make like... Corey's going to hit himself in the face with a mic. We, we make I like two... That was the thing that goes... We make like $2 a month right now, so... Yeah. So uh, know, next year we'll get some new equipment. Hey, we'll be making more a month than Melvin Gordon will if he holds out. Yo! Yo! Melvin Gordon, what, we, we can give you 50 cents. Do we have so that if pays he starts us holding out, can we, uh, once a month uh, go on Twitter and then any? say, hey, Melvin I'm Gordon, sure he does. tweet at him. Be is like, it the nightclub? You made $2 that off Patreon <laughs> this month. You made $0 from the NFL this month. We are more rich than you, Melvin Gordon. You just do that every month he's held out. You try to get him on the show. Right. Melvin Can we get Gordon. his mom to Melvin. talk about that nightclub incident? Oh my god, yes. Melvin Gordon, Wait, we what, got I you think... and your mom a quarter each. You can be on Fan Pod. No, Tell we'll us act... what's going on with Keenan and Dak. <laughs> we'll act like we need both of them on the show. They'll both go on the show, but we're only going to ask his mom questions. <laughs> what's so, it like mothering an NFL superstar? Yeah, well, that this, doesn't have that... money coming in right now. No, this, this Is he a have... disappointment to you? <laughs> Yeah, anytime we talk about him, it's just going to be us uh, ridiculing him for holding out and not making any money. Even though, like, we, like, stand with him, hold out, get your bag. Right. But we also got to make fun of him. Uh, this you're is who a, we you're are. a running back. There it is. Stop. I, I supported Le'Veon Bell when he did it. I can't. Stop. I can't be two-faced about it. I'm a hypocrite, but I'm not that kind of hypocrite. Right. Just, just, just front load running back contracts and give them the the frame of, like, sh- prevents, present them with data. Is like, hey, yeah, but that's like not you're going to suck after you're 27 because no one has ever been good outside of Frank Gore. Yes, Kuiper, we know, but that's not the current reality. So I don't blame them for holding out trying to get the money that they're not getting. 
early that they should be getting early. You dig? Yeah. All right. Very good. When you get your when you get your money early, don't be like uh, Adrian Peterson gets a hundred million dollars, but now he's uh, getting sued for over ten million debts in like multiple states right now. Yo, nice. nice. So don't 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 do that, kids. Invest wisely. I wonder why he wants to keep playing. He has to. Yeah. <laughs> choice. He's got no choice. He he has to live in an ice bath and then go on the field and try to get a money. One of the, like, four potential starting running backs Mm. in Washington right now. All right. Corey and I got to go to work. End the episode. Bye. Goodbye.